Blog Talk Radio. This is an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello and welcome to Pure Presence, all about the kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered and to the parents and professionals and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience, yet who are also present with an expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently misunderstood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are, and the energetic support needed to help balance you and them as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered through a guided meditation during the last 20-minute segment of each episode. Parents and children can listen in together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefit of the information you receive as well as the energy work. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary that you provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Again, that's susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Once registered, the energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of you and your child, and your child will remain on the list until you choose to remove them. We currently have 333 children registered um, for this process. For those of you who have questions about your children, please join me in the Awakening Zone chat room where I will be available for about 30 minutes right after this episode. So today's episode is really going to be directed around our new statistic. Um, we're going to be addressing autism very specifically today, um, and many of you have, may have been seeing this new statistic flying around of 1 in 88 children are now um, diagnosed with, you know, that somewhere on that spectrum. And so over the last, um, you know, over the last few days as this statistic has been rolling around, of course I've been getting a lot of emails from different people asking my, my perception on that, that statistic, and of course that question of why um, that number comes up all the time. But instead of you know, I know from my own history and my own experience with the children, you know, over the last 12 to 15 years that 
that I know what they've been talking to me about, and I have shared that information with you. But I wanted to really check in again today, you know, with the children themselves, um, kind of tap into that collective consciousness and ask the question, you know, not of me, but ask the question of them. And it was really interesting as I did that this morning because the first thing it was, number one, it was so obvious that there was an excitement and a, an um, enthusiasm around having this conversation. But one of the first things that they said was, you know, please understand that what's happening here is a progression in consciousness. So, you know, and they wanted us to take note that, you know, we did have one in 10,000 and then we had one in 2,000 and we had then we had one in 150 and now we're here at one in 88 and they were talking about the fact that this is so indicative of, of their ability to be here. There, it's indicative of their ability to be here because something not on the outside is changing, but something is changing on the inside. Something is changing vibrationally within the collective consciousness. And that is both a byproduct of them being here and also um, allows them to be here. So we have this nice cyclical pattern moving through right now which, um, you know, for some is very, very exciting and for many within the collective consciousness still extremely troubling. And so I want to address the extremely exciting aspects of this and I want to address the, the, the troubling aspects or I want to address those who are still having some, seeing it from that vantage point. For it's also very true that for those children that were one of those one in 10,000 or even one in 2,000, you can imagine when you're bringing a new level of consciousness just by you being here, which is true of every single one of us, but for this population in mass, very true. And so interesting that you can imagine if you're one in 10,000 and you are presenting yourself in the world and not necessarily consciously presenting yourself in the world but but nevertheless presenting yourself in the world in such a different way you can imagine that that one in 10,000 child really takes the brunt of everybody's misunderstanding of who that child is what that child's about when it gets to be one in 2,000 there is more of a frustration. There's more of the collective consciousness is more in a place of frustration and what can we look at? Where can we place blame? Where can we um, where can we get upset about the condition that we find ourselves in? And there was all kinds of information that came out of that time period, that one in 2000 time period. Um, and that's where we really began to understand things like, um, you know, do, do certain types of medicines work for these kids or don't work for them? Um, what about the pharmaceutical companies? That's when all of that level of consciousness kind of bubbled up. 
and it bubbled up because, you know, even we were beginning to start having those questions even at 1 in 2,000. By the time we hit 1 in 150, now all of a sudden not only are we questioning the the collective consciousness has changed enough that we're questioning the doctors, we're questioning the pharmaceutical companies, we're questioning the education systems. We're we're really beginning to dismantle and question just about everything. And what we're questioning really is, you know, what works for such a huge population of children who are so um, different, quote-unquote, than than what we have known um, in our human condition before. And so as we get to 1 in 88, you know, somebody asked me, you know, here's the statistics, you know, what would be your response to this? And my first response was, yay! And as I talked to the certified practitioners, um, you know, it was a yay there as well. And it's a yay because there the fact that there can be one in 88 children that are really new, I mean, new experiences, humans, they're coming in a very, very new way. Their, um, their neurological process is different. Their, the, the systems of the body are different. The way they, they experience the world, very different. And they're coming as this new level of awareness, this new level of consciousness. That yay is also followed by a wow, because there is the wow part is there is a lot of education, a lot of educating to be done. Because those of you who listen to an, a program like this are are well aware that you are much more than your physical bodies and your mental constructs but for still for the vast majority of the of humanity we're looking at a population who truly does believe that they're simply physical and so as we have 1 in 88 children this is an energy that is really infiltrating all of all of humanity it's it's in every walk of life it's in every race every creed every uh, every religion and and it's it's doing that for a very specific purpose it's this type of energy this energy of this new technology that they call themselves this new technology of love or the technology of consciousness itself this this technology it's it's beyond what we look like in our physical experience it's be it's beyond our degrees and our understandings our academic successes our jobs it it's it's moving past all of that and as it moves past all of that it's really um the energy of this collective consciousness is very much bringing us back to the the question of you know so what is it truly to be human what what is it to be human and also what is beyond my physical experience what what's beyond what we have known to be true up to this moment in time 
And the wonderful thing about humanity is humanity naturally begins to adapt. They naturally begin to um, have to at least have a response. At first it's obviously a reaction, but but they begin to have a response to a population that is pretty vast. I mean, when we think about, I think that, you know, the statistic of one in 56 boys, too, you know, that's that's a huge population. And you look 20 years down the road and you look at that level of consciousness, and I know many people may say, oh, my goodness, look at all of these children that are going to be coming to the forefront that are um, – are going to be needing all kinds of assistance and are going to maybe not be able to live by themselves, all these kinds of of concerns. And depending on what your your experience, what your um, perceptual reality is around your experience with your children, that's that that can be an absolute truth. That can be um, that's a um, a concern, but. Also, what I want to direct us to is as as they are here in mass, as we are here at 1 in 88, and our consciousness is shifting simply because they're, they're here. Everything is shifting simply because they are here. We're beginning to ask these much bigger questions. And because of that, we're also beginning to understand ourselves in ways that we've never understood ourselves before. So when you take that same progression of time, that next 20 years, what we don't understand yet is that as our collective consciousness shifts and changes, our experience of ourselves 20 years from now, five years from now, quite frankly, even a year from now, is going to be so dramatically different from what we are experiencing in this moment that it really makes it hard to fathom. And so as we can truly stay in the moment and maybe even plug into the, wow, what does this really mean? What does 1 in 88 really mean? And when we really plug into that level of consciousness, we also very naturally plug into um, a level of ourselves that we may not have been um, graced with knowing before. So really important as we watch all of this, all of these statistics come to the surface to make a choice as to where we're going to plug in with this information and Absolutely looking at the trajectory of this energy, which I've been watching for, you know, a good 15 years now, the children, again, they they kept saying 2012, 2012, like it was some kind of magical year. And when you're looking at this 15 years ago, it makes absolutely no sense. When you look at it in this moment, it makes perfect sense. And when we get a statistic like 1 in 88 at this time in history, it also gives us a very clear understanding that something pretty profound is happening. And it's happening not out there somewhere. It's happening in our own homes. 
It's happening in our own schools. It's happening within our own medical establishments. This level of consciousness in these beautiful little beings that are your children are altering the very fabric of consciousness. And it's a very powerful way to alter consciousness because how better, what better way to change how we experience ourselves than to do it through our children? There are many things that will happen in our own physical lives that will never get us to ask some of the questions that we are asking right now simply because our children are showing up so differently than they have ever shown up before. And so here we go with some of these much bigger questions, and it's beginning to get really exciting. So nice deep breath, everybody. Just taking in that little bit. So one of the the things that I was also, when I was talking um, with the children this morning as well, this whole concept also of you know what what actually does help them what what is important and not only what is important but why is it important you know i'm i've been talking to a lot of teachers lately i've been talking to of course the certified practitioners who come in from all kinds of different walks of life and and you know it's interesting because the question goes back to well well, so what if we are looking at a brand new type of human, and what if we are um what if you know these children are really helping to shift consciousness at the same time sometimes being very challenging um in their family settings as well, so what is it that they do really need and when I asked the collective consciousness that this morning, it was the very first thing was not what you could do for them, but it was what you would do for yourself. So the very first statement that came out was was know yourself. Be willing to ask those bigger questions because every single time a question is asked in this amazing universe, the answer shows up one way or another. And we asked a question collectively a really long time ago. We asked a question about about you know what could what could come and support what could come and help shift a consciousness in a very profound way and the answer to that question became those children that were the one in ten thousand and then the one in two thousand and on and on so very first knowing yourself, um, understanding this whole concept of understanding how you feel and giving yourself permission to feel how you feel, it seems like a really simple thing. But for somebody who is as energetically aware as your children are, your number one, your self-awareness becomes very important because your self-awareness shifts your vibrational frequency. It opens you to new experiences, new awarenesses, new understandings that you may not have had before and makes it, quite frankly, much easier on on your children. 
So, and it's completely the opposite of what the body and the mind, you know, um, tell us to do. The the body and the mind information, it's all about fixing and changing and altering and making sure and those kinds of things. And we absolutely, you know, there's absolutely pieces of that. But this whole concept of allowing yourself to to be aware of you, and you can do that in the midst of working with your children because in those moments, that's when you're asking those questions anyway. In some ways, it happens so naturally and organically, you're already doing it and you don't have to think about it so much. The questions are already there. So knowing yourself in the bigger picture, taking note of what you know to be true now that you did not know to be true prior to giving birth to these amazing children. That the next step that we talked about as far as understanding how you feel and giving yourself permission to know how you feel, it's um, it's an important one because so many of these children are are very keyed in to the emotional body, to the collective emotional body. And as people in their physical environments are aware of how they feel and are able to um, to share how they feel, authentic with their feelings, there's another layer of energy that's just kind of taken out of the mix. It just makes it a little easier for somebody who is extremely sensitive to the emotional body to just kind of move through life. The other thing that the children um, suggested is that we ask them directly a lot of questions. So many of your children are nonverbal. Many of your children are not even looking at you. Many of your children are, are, you know, maybe you're talking to them and they're completely doing something different. Um, it seems that they're not paying attention to you at all. What the children are talking about here is ask them questions anyway. Ask them questions about what they're doing, about how they're doing it, about why that's interesting, about why that sound or or why that language. And pose it as a question just like a child poses a question in curiosity. Wow, that's really weird. What are you doing over there? You know, what's going on there? Why, you know, and and pose it verbally to them. And the reason I'm asking you to pose it verbally to them is not because I think they're going to turn around and look at you and answer you directly, although they might. But but more importantly, what you're doing every time you ask a question and you pose that question with curiosity is you're opening uh you're opening a uh almost like a portal of energy. You're opening a space, let's use that word. You're opening a space that allows new information to come in. And if we don't ask questions, if we become frightened or concerned by the behaviors um, or, or we try to control those behaviors on a regular basis, we'll find ourselves in these very small little boxes 
And we actually direct our energy back to the physical mental process when we are in that director kind of mode. And we move ourselves much more towards that more um, awakened process, spiritual process, um, other than the physical body, the metaphysical process. We naturally direct ourselves in that way when we start asking questions with curiosity. And so some of you will also say, yeah, but I do have to get my child to do this or they do have to do that, and I completely understand that. What I'm suggesting here is that we simply put in those questions into the mix. So just because you're picking up your child and moving him from the grocery store to the car because he's throwing a tantrum, that's that's the physical body doing something. But at the same time, huh, what is this about? What is this about from a place of curiosity is such an amazing question. The verbal expression of that question really allows the whole universe to just draw all the information that it can draw together and provide it for you. We're also in pretty amazing times right now because more and more people are having experiences of connecting beyond the physical. More and more people are understanding that telepathy is not something that is woo-woo and out there, but it's actually a, a very viable form of communication and a very pure form of communication. So these opportunities to... Um, to have those kinds of connections, to know things about your children, to hear things about your children directly from them that you may not have had access to before, that is also a possibility and a potential when we have one in 88 children holding this certain level of vibrational consciousness. That part really exciting as well. So asking those questions Asking them out loud, okay, and that whole statement, you know, we many of you have heard before, you know, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and the word was made flesh. In the beginning was the word. The reason that is so important is because your words do bring about the creation of all kinds of things, and your questions and your curiosities, the moment that question and curiosity is addressed, right in the same place, the same moment, that answer is available. More often than not, it's available in a place that we haven't looked before. It's available in a place that's not necessarily um, your child turning to you and saying, well, Mom, it's this way. There it's at a much more subtle level, and that much more subtle level is also a guide and a director towards a bigger part of who you are. So as we play in those more subtle realms, as we ask questions, and then we allow a little bit of a space to receive the response, we may receive that response in a very unique way, or at least unique to many. And and in those moments, we learn something about ourselves even more than we learn about our children. We learn that we're bigger than the physical body. We're more than our, our mental constructs. And 
we really begin to see a little bit more of what this population is bringing as a level of consciousness. So that curiosity, very curious. Also, if we could, they were also saying, in especially in these times, if we could allow that curiosity to move into our physical bodies, not just be in our minds with our words and our questions, but can we be curious in the physical body as well? And what they mean by that is when your child is making a noise and you, make, and you allow yourself to make that noise, when your child is moving in a certain way, and you allow yourself to move in that certain way, you, you are bringing curiosity right down into the body. You are on an energetic level experiencing, demonstrating a desire to experience something that you might not have a conscious kind of mental awareness of. <coughs> Excuse me. So as we... As we play in that way, as we are curious, as we are in movement with the children, there is also so much information in that movement. The other thing that you're going to notice and you're going to like very much is about the time you demonstrate that level of curiosity in the physical body, I'm going to move with you, I'm going to sound with you, I'm going to play in your world with you, so to speak. All of a sudden what you're going to notice is that the eye contact is there and the interaction is there and the connection is there and the words show up and all kinds of different things happen. I've I've watched this process, you know, over my career as a speech-language pathologist as well, where, where no words were necessarily needed um, except for questions, questions that may not get answered in that particular moment, but questions that created a space. Every single time I played out that experience myself with children, you know, the gratification of what comes back is pretty amazing. And I think that one of the things that is really happening right now as well is that, you know, we have, with one in 88 children, we have a huge population of teachers um, that are have been in a system that have been predominantly, you know, the system was created from a mental model in the first place. So we have a huge population of teachers who in their personal lives are very interested in this population. They're very interested in their own awareness of self um, and they bring that in the ways that they can to their environments. The structure, however, of what has been available up to this point has nothing to do with a mind-body-spirit approach to these children. It has everything to do with a mind-and-body approach. And so we've got all of these lovely individuals out there who are really taking up this mantle of the spirit and, and, 
and infusing that to the degree that they can in the systems where they are and some moving out of those systems and creating their own ways of being. But this is the part that as we understand some of the really basics, whether we're teacher, therapist, or parent, in the support of this population, then all of a sudden we're um, the energy of it is like hooking in to a cycle. It's like hooking into a, a a ball that's rolling down a hill and it's gaining speed, it's gaining momentum. As all of these individuals, um, and I hear from so many of them, um, you know, how can I help in this setting? How can I help in that setting? What's the bigger picture here? As we really move into this momentum and hook into that through our curiosity, through our questions, through our allowing something to take place that is much bigger than what we have experienced um, in our day-in, day-out lives before, as we connect with that, then all of a sudden you're going to watch these structures, not, not the people, but the structures, the institutions, all of those things, they literally cannot, they can't sustain themselves under this degree of consciousness. They simply crumble. But guess what's there? What's there is all of these people in the world asking questions and being curious and being willing to follow these children's lead just from a state of curiosity. I think you'll probably hear me say that word over and over and over again because I think it's, in some ways, it's our greatest gift to our consciousness because there is plenty that we do not know. There is, there is, you know, that 90% of the brain that they say that we don't use, that's plenty that we do not know. And yet at this time in history, and especially with this population here kind of indicating to us that something very new is happening and that many things are changing at a structural level because of it, all of a sudden it's like um, that curiosity lifts us to a new state of consciousness and it lifts us to a new day-in, day-out experience. And I'm completely aware that when you're tired and when life has, you're not sure that things are going the way you had intended them to go. And when the mind kind of kicks in and tells you all the reasons why this isn't that great of an experience, I completely understand that curiosity can be a very difficult thing to find in that moment. And sometimes exhaustion happens first. And the minute exhaustion happens, there's another beautiful thing that takes place. The body literally lets go. The body, the body has to let go. The mind can't really think <laughs> in the way that it thought before. The, the processing that you have done in the past about what should be or what shouldn't be can't happen anymore. This is all very purposeful irritating as, as anything, but very purposeful in breaking down the way we have all perceived the world in the past and what is available 
um, to us right now. So this tapping into this consciousness, this curiosity, really hugely important now. And and as you, especially the movement in the body, I want to touch on that just a little bit more before we go right into the energy work piece today. But some of you have heard of programs kind of like the Sunrise Program, and there's other programs where there are um, the the direction is really about being in the child's world and and mimicking some of the things that are going on with the child and for the child. I'm I'm not promoting anything here, but what I am promoting very much is as you show up with curiosity in the physical body, you not only kind of tap into an energy that the children are tapped into 24-7, which provides you with a lot of questions, a lot of curiosity. But what also happens is you, you bridge a gap. You go to a place where the children are. They're, that's why you get eye contact in that place. That's why you get confirmation and awareness. Um, and connection in that place because you've actually gone to where they are, not asking them to come to where you are. The other piece of this is that as you play, as you have curiosity in the physical body and in your movement, then what ends up happening is you've also demonstrated to your children how glorious it is to be in the physical body. You know, if an adult can really kind of get out of their way enough to kind of go, ooh, I think I'll I'll spin with you, or I think I'll flap with you, or I think I'll move with you, or I think I'll screech with you, or I think I'll tone with you or babble with you, in those moments you allow yourself something that you haven't experienced before. And just like a brand-new child allows themselves movement for the sake of movement alone, you energetically are very much demonstrating that it is pretty delicious to be in a body. It is pretty nice to be here. This physical body is a necessary vehicle for the full expression of self in, in this kind of arena, in this kind of earth experience. And so you give children very naturally the opportunity to kind of go, oh, that looks like it's pretty much fun. The other piece of this is that as you go to where they are and as you play in that place and as you demonstrate things to them um, um, through this process, they're picking up the energy of it. They're feeling it. They're noticing that the curiosity, all these things, these energies that they just adore – that really resonate with with who they are in that same place there is a and also a little bit of a bridging that can happen in that when you do want to say okay this is how we get from the door to the to the car i mean this is how we get from inside to outside or this is how we get from the classroom to the bus then all of a sudden that kind of movement in the body can also be fun as well that kind of transition becomes a little bit easier as well. And it becomes easier because you've gone and hung out with them. You've been willing to be curious. 
And that's quite frankly what we're asking these children to do. Every time we ask them to do something our way, what we're really asking them is we're asking them to be curious. Are you curious enough to, to it, in this human condition, are you curious enough in the physical ex, ex, experience to want to play in it, to want to figure it out, to want to know a little bit more about it? And every one of you knows that if somebody is curious about you, it's much more likely that you're going to be curious about them. And it's much more likely that you're going to have the same intensity of, ooh, what are you about and how. But if we'll look at it from that vantage point, we are asking our children to be curious about the physical condition and what makes it nice to be in the physical condition. And things like worry and concern and, oh, my goodness, this is never going to get any better, those are not some of the the premier experiences of being in the human condition. Um, Being outdoors, enjoying the water, having an experience with animals, um, um, being um, in, in movement, being in creation, those are all things that are more premier within the human experience. They make us like being here. They're the very same things that make our children like being here. So as we kind of play with it from that vantage point, you're going to find that a few simple things can really make a huge shift. And a huge shift is absolutely occurring and will continue to occur because we're blessed with 1 in 88. And that is a pretty significant number, a pretty significant um, collective consciousness that is really altering the very fabric about how we think about everything. So if curiosity will go up, if imitation and, hmm, how do you do it, goes up, and, ooh, you want to see how I do it, also plays a role in it, you're going to see that from a very kind of simple formula, there are all kinds of things that will unfold. The other piece of this is that there is no doubt in my mind that any of you listening right now, and especially if you're parents, every single one of you has the full capacity to have that level of, that subtle level of communication with your very own children, that telepathy, that place where they hang out all the time anyway, you already know it. Your 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 parents, your mothers, your fathers, that, that innate intuition um, is really driving so much of that. And the moment we kind of can step back just a little bit, even for an hour or so, from the worry, the concern, some of those heavier energies that... Um, that really affect the the communication between ourselves and somebody who is very energetically sensitive in those moments even if we allow 30 minutes an hour of just of just that there's something takes place in that space and it's something that's so rich and so profound and so beyond what we know to be typical of our experience that 
there is a whole um, igniting of all kinds of fun information. You're, you're tapping into the very tip of the iceberg of what these children are bringing as far as their, their um, technology of consciousness, their technology of love. And to me, that seems like that's a pretty exciting thing to tap into. And to me, it also seems that if we have one in 88, that the potential for that, for many, many more people to tap into that, is we're right on the cusp of a huge transformation, um, which is brilliant. So, so as we work in the energy today, we're probably we may end up going over just a couple minutes or so um, today. But as we work in the energy, what I would actually like to do is something that's kind of twofold. When I asked the children about this process today, it was very much about. Um, about supporting you all in a place of of curiosity, um, almost igniting that curiosity button within you, but not only within you, but also within the collective consciousness. Um, sometimes it just takes a little tilt of energy in the right direction to have somebody ask a question of somebody versus turn around and walk away and be disgusted you know, by the by the interaction or be frustrated by the interaction. So so we're gonna start with with you all as far as really igniting that curiosity, allowing the body to relax enough so that curiosity is an option, um, so that play is an option. And as we get to that place, then we'll take that energy and we'll move that out into the collective consciousness so that those people who interact with your children on a day-in, day-out basis also all of a sudden just very naturally find themselves in that particular moment with a little bit more curiosity, a little bit more play, a little bit more, oh, I don't think I want you to have to do just what I want you to do, but maybe you could show me something about yourself. Those kinds of opportunities will really kind of naturally show up. <clears throat> So if everybody would simply find a place to relax. Uh, there we go. And if you have your children with you, just you know, kind of check and make sure that they're, they're okay for a few minutes. You can always peek and open your eyes again. Move around if you need to. Set your intention that everything that's here is... Um, you know, available to you fully. All right, so whew. so let's go right into the heart first, always a good place to start. And we're actually going to do, we're going to bump up the frequency of the heart and then we're going to do a little bit of an energy dump in the heart. So many of us have kept that heart so closed and so restricted because quite frankly, you know, life experiences have just been painful. And so we protect. And so let's go into the heart and let's bump up that frequency first and then let's see what we can let go of. Okay, so here we go.
And so let's go ahead and just call in that technology of consciousness, that technology of love, your own children and their higher consciousness. And what I'd like you to feel here is I'd really like you to feel the support. So if you see yourself as a single individual with these energies surrounding you, circling you, so we're just going to simply give ourselves some permission here. We're going to move right into the heart energy And we're going to have a little conversation in the heart energy. And as that heart begins to relax, as that protection begins to come down, literally what I'd like you to notice is just notice what falls out of the heart as if it falls right in front of you as a pile of energetic information. Okay? Between you and this band of energy that's lovingly supporting you at this moment. So right into the heart again. Okay. That really is okay. Really is okay. So nice deep breath, and with this tone, just allowing that which wants to fall out a little bit more, come to the surface, just come out. Here we go. So some So what I'd like you to do is just look in front of you and just collect up what has dropped from the heart. And just allow that information, that protection, those walls to simply be collected up in a sphere of your own higher consciousness, in a sphere of your own technology of love. And just allow that energy to move out of your field, move throughout and out, and just almost like a soap bubble pops at some point. You're simply watching that sphere of consciousness pop, taking with it everything that you just dumped from the heart, clearing it way out of your field, doesn't exist. Okay. So let's, oh, nice deep breath, everybody. So no matter how wonderfully 
each of you has been handling this very new human experience that you're having day in and day out with your own children, there is there is just residual. Um, there's just residual energy. And so this is a great opportunity to just let go of that residual energy, almost reprogram kind of to a, a, a different place, maybe a, a closer place to where the kids vibrationally anyway function. Okay. So let's go into the nervous system. So for many of you, the nervous system is just a little... Um, worn, a little tattered. It's been on high alert for a really long time. Okay, so as we move into the nervous system, almost as, let's, um, we're going to start at the head. We're just going to scan all the way from the head all the way down through the body. We're going to do that in three tones. So head to head to heart, a heart to root, root down into the earth or down through the legs and the feet. And just notice the nervous system. Notice as it calms itself just by the sounds alone. It's the same thing your kids try to do to them with themselves and for themselves as they're making sounds. Okay, so here we go. Nice deep breath. Now from heart to root. Now from root to the bottom of your feet or your earth star. here, what I'd like you to do is in that circle around you that find the energy of your child or your children or the children in your classroom or the children on your caseload for your therapy clients or whatever and simply invite them to step a little closer. They can connect They can bring their energy, bring their awareness a little closer to you simply because the nervous system is a little different. The heart is naturally a little bit more open. This has no indication about how much you love your children. It's so clear how much love and appreciation there is among the parents of this population. 
absolutely mind-blowing in so many ways. This has more to do with the energy and the protection that has been created just to kind of get through that also has a kind of natural tendency to just keep more subtle energy at a distance. So now that that is now that that has changed as that vibration has increased, your children are right there. So just notice how close they can actually get to you. Almost as if they just stepped forward. And allow that circle around you to close so that now it's closed around the two of you or the four of you or the three of you or the 12 of you. And let's just create a frequency here that resonates. Let's just create a space where there can be some mutual curiosity, there can be some mutual fun, some mutual play. Okay, so here we go. So almost some of you I can see you holding their hands, some of you I can see them hugging around them, some of you are touching hearts, all kinds of different connections being made. So here we go. Let's just make that matter. Okay. presence together. (laughs) Notice that there might be a little smile that is able to show up. Maybe a little bit of a relaxation in the body. If there's still any heaviness in the heart, just simply creating a grounding cord and creating that grounding cord from the heart all the way down into the earth and allowing everything that is no longer needed, they're right there, energetically connected right there. So what's no longer needed, just simply moving down that grounding cord. Yeah, really permission, it is so. You giving it permission to be so. and collecting, almost drawing the cord at the top of that grounding cord and dropping the cord. Also collect that up in your own sphere, that sphere of the technology of consciousness, technology of love. Same thing, you're just allowing it to float. You can do this with everything. You can do this with a a concern, a worried thought, a question. You can do this with all kinds of things. Simply putting it in a sphere of your own technology, your own technology of consciousness, and allowing it to drift until it pops. 
And if you watch it get weighed down, like some of you are watching it kind of mm, can't quite get lift off, absolutely fine. Just call in an energy, call in a support that will kind of move it off or support you moving it off until you just simply don't see it anymore. There you go. Brilliant. So just for a second, we're also going to kind of take this one step further. So for those of you whose children are standing right in front of you, for those of you who have multiple children that you're working with, pick one as the representation of all for this purpose. And simply, just for a moment, just for a moment, we're going to allow these two energies to merge. So almost as if that child steps in, into the physical field, Just breathe into it. All kinds of curiosity comes with having an experience that can't necessarily be understood. And having that experience with ease and grace so that it ignites just enough curiosity to really begin to ask some questions. I, I say, I say so, and it is so. Nice inhale and exhale. And inhale and exhale again. And as you do, just let the energy of that child just kind of step out of your physical field. A lot of appreciation, a lot of gratitude. Thanks for the connection kind of thing. And as you stand there from that experience, Let's go ahead and invite the collective consciousness to finally, it's, it's like the collective consciousness is, is placing itself in a, in a circle around that band of energy that you have supporting you. So you have a nice little buffer zone there. You and your child that band of energy, and then a band of energy that is the collective consciousness. And all we're going to do here is we're just going to simply make it a possibility and potential. Curiosity as a possibility and potential within the collective. So as you take a few nice deep breaths into the heart, as you exhale, breathing all the way out past that initial circle, and into the collective consciousness. Just breathe your awareness, breathe your curiosity there. And let's make that matter 
Moving right into the heart, you'll hear this almost as a wave or a pulse tone. Let it just keep rippling out and just noticing what you notice, both within your own physical bodies, but within the um, the energy of the collective. Okay, your kids are <laughs> big smiles and lots of claps, so we're we must be on the right track. Here we go. So Okay, here we go. curiosity just a moment of real connection on an energetic level with your children and the children that you serve And just finding your breath, hmm. finding your smile, finding your ease and your grace. There you go. <laughs> so just beginning to move the body around, hearing my voice very clearly. Hmm. Feel how nice it feels to be in the body. The delicious experience of being human. And just three nice inhalations and exhalations. And on that third exhalation, breathing your eyes open. All right. All the way back, everybody. No, it feels good there. <laughs> you can take it with you. There you go. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution, and your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You have not chosen an easy role, but you have chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, we will be blessed, not only by seeing them, but seeing the deeper truth of who we are as well. If you would like additional information about the children and support in your connection to them, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. There you will find articles, videos, books, and details for the Awesomeism certification process. To register your children for the energy work, 
offered here, please simply go to Susie Miller forward slash register kids. Registration is required only once. The effects of this energy work are cumulative, so please join me again on April 27th for another episode of Pure Presence All About the Kids. You can also join me for Pure Presence Aligning to Self on April 6th and April 20th. I'm also excited to tell you that the Awakening Zone has new products in its store. It's called Tuning In Again, and it features four of our most well-known channelers in the world who also happen to be Awakening Zone hosts. Lee Carroll with Cryon, Jeffrey Hoppy with Adamus St. Germain, Steve Rother with The Group, and Jim Self with the Masters and the Archangels. Listen as Cryon, Adamus, the group, the Masters and Archangels speak to us about a number of topics relevant to today's world, including Ascension, 2012, financial systems, reality creation, happiness, and more, as we navigate through the rest of the year of 2012 and beyond. This is an in-depth interview by tuning in's David Thomas, asking questions that you would like to ask if you had the opportunity to be up close and personal with these four internationally known channelers, Lee Carroll, Jeffrey Hoppy, Steve Rother, and Jim Self, all at the same time. Tuning in again is available as a digital download and a physical DVD, both with, both with accompanying transcripts. Get yours today from the Awakening Zone and tell your friends just to go to the top of the Awakening Zone page and click on the store. Remember, your purchases of our store help keep the Awakening Zone on the air and free of charge for both our live and archive listeners. Please help us stay here. Also, on the Awakening Zone, coming up on Saturday, we have no shows, so great time to catch up with the archives. On Sunday at 2 p.m. Central Daylight Time, you can join the Sunday Healing Service with Kahoo Fred Sterling. And on Monday at 1 o'clock Central, Standard, Central Daylight Time, the D-Spot with our dream doctor, Kelly Sullivan Walden. At 2.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time, you can join Christine Day for Pleiadian Tools of Self-Realization. And at 7 p.m. Central Daylight Time, the bright light with D. Wallace. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Until next time on Pure Presence, all about the kids. Blessings. have been listening to an Awakening Zone presentation. Human Empowerment Radio and Media for the 21st Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond. Century and Beyond.
century and beyond. Century and beyond.